congratulations on this, Dallas, because this is the kind of stuff that I've always wanted to have on television, and, and so many people are embracing The Chosen on CW. Oh yeah, thank you. It's really uh, it's really fun to watch, and like you said, I, I agree. I, I this is the kind of thing I've wanted to and looked forward to as well to see the chosen, not relegated into one niche, but to just be out there among every other show and uh, be getting taken seriously like that. It's been really cool to see. You, you're showcasing so many different levels of the, of the big story, and that's what I love about it, is they, that you humanize it. It's not just words in a book and, and, and our interpretation of what we're receiving, but rather you've got moving pictures here in front of us. I would say if there's one thing that has most defined and explained the chosen success, it's what you just said, the human aspect of it. We hear that word more than any other. And what's funny is you, you'd think that'd be, that wouldn't be all that radical. People saying, wow, I love this show because it's so human. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, of course it's human, but, but, but we've oftentimes relegated some of these people as religious figures, something you'd see in a stained glass window or a statue. And uh, I think we're helping remind people that they actually were living, breathing human beings and they didn't speak in King James English. Yeah, because most of the time, I mean, I love my, my pastor, Stephen Furtick at Elevation Church, and I, I, he's very animated in the way of bringing the stories forward. But then we, you know, it's like painting the picture inside our imagination. You know, when, when you have a story like the lady at the well, when Jesus walks up to her and starts talking to her, I mean, I want to see that. I want to embrace it and I want to experience it as it's happening. Yeah, and that makes it feel and and well and remind you that it really is real. And yeah. In fact, you mentioned you mentioned Stephen Furtick. Uh, a couple of his sermons have actually influenced certain aspects of uh, my portrayals because one of the things that a good pastor will do is they will give you the context, the the hu mm -hmm. and, and not just the historical context, but sometimes the human context. And you'll go, oh my goodness, yeah, that's how I would have reacted, or that's what I would have needed to hear, and uh, that—that's what we're portraying here. What did you feel in your heart when all of a sudden the the this the picture screen becomes a movie screen? Yeah, um, well, that's the thing. It's um, it, it really is kind of a surreal experience sometimes when <laughs> um, when 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 you're sitting in a in a, uh, in, a, in, a in a room with. Uh, you know, a hundred people or whatever, and you're watching uh, these these stories come to life. Or if you're whether you're watching it, at, uh, you know, home alone or watching it on a small screen, either or even just a phone, an iPhone. Um, I, I think you can't really ultimately compete with the experience of watching it with people. But um, either way, the stories are going to hopefully pierce uh, your heart and 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 f you're going to feel like you're engaged directly with them. Yeah, I would like to see how many people who aren't true followers walk in there and watch this because I, I still think that they love adventure. I think that they love drama and, and, and they'll, they'll buy into that. And then in a very creative way, the message will be shared. Yeah, I, I have to say... Um, if, if I stepped back objectively for a second and, and forgot about the fact that I'm the one who made this, <laughs> I, I will admit I, I've never seen a project in my lifetime um, that, that, that we use the term cross the chasm mm -hmm. in, in this way, meaning, I mean, the majority of our cast and crew are not believers. Um, uh, a good chunk of our audience is be, it, that, that's starting to discover the show, particularly on the CW uh, particularly the fact that it's been in theaters, uh, season four will be coming in theaters as well, um, is people are coming and saying, okay, I, I didn't grow up in church, or maybe I grew up in church, but 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 left the church, or uh, yeah, I'm not currently a believer, but but man, this is this is a human story, 
um, seeing it, seeing the reaction that we've we, we've been seeing from Jewish people, people who are yes. uh, are, 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 are whether it's Orthodox or uh, mainstream uh, Jewish people, uh, just saying, "Wow, these are Jewish stories," and I did I didn't know that or I didn't remember that, and and this is extraordinary. Uh, it's been that's been I think probably the most fun and 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 impactful and gratifying thing to see is that uh, this is not just for uh, traditional churchgoers. Uh, it, you, at the very least, even if you're not a believer for now, <laughs> or or even if you won't be, uh, for, you can appreciate these stories and be impacted by them significantly. And uh, and and then the rest is up to is up to God. I'll tell you, it reminds me so much of a book that I still cherish even today, and that is it's the Reader's Digest. And what what they did was they broke down all the different groups of people featured in in the Bible, so that you understood who they were, where they came from, and and their journeys of why they did what they did and how it all became. And it just and it just opens up my heart to be able to to really relate with that because you you do get to see that you know that life isn't 2023 life was way back then too that is a great point and that's another thing that i think we're really trying to do is say 2000 years ago their questions are the same as yours their experiences are the same as yours their doubts their struggles are the same as yours uh it it actually feels very modern in that sense even though uh we do capture the first century authentically but it's because of that human connection and the viewer says okay i'm mary magdalene or I'm Simon Peter, mm-hmm. or I'm this uh, religious leader who doesn't believe, or I'm you know maybe a Gentile like a like some of the Romans who uh, don't necessarily believe or who are in conflict about what they're doing, and and uh, we we do feel and we have we have heard this that there's someone for everyone in the story that uh, that someone can relate to. Oh yeah, I mean just casting the net over the side of the boat to have all the fish. I mean that that in itself, I mean to I mean we've heard the story a million times but then to see the story, uh, it's just it's almost like you you take everything that you've learned and now now you just you shape it in your own heart. I mean it's just there's just there's a connection here that I that is so difficult to explain but you just know in your heart that all your years of study are are paying off because you're watching it. Well, yeah, and and the biggest thing is 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 then what happens is people will watch it, and whether they've read it before or whether they uh, haven't, they end up going back to the Bible yeah. and looking at it and going, oh my goodness, that story that I've heard or sometimes I haven't heard before, it feels like it's coming to life. Now the Bible's always been alive, but I think the reader now uh, more than ever is going, oh goodness, I I get it, I can I can picture it, and it's real and it's authentic and. Wow, that would have that could have been me. Or the part that I keep hearing people go, it's just too poetic to read the Bible. I'm going, do, do you see the story? No, I'm no, I, I can't get beyond the poetry. And I'm going poetry. And then and then then when you see something like the chosen on CW, I'm hoping that they see that that there is a story there. Get beyond what you think that you're reading. Right, and I think also. Uh, sometimes the Bible, uh, they'll describe it as poetry. Perhaps they've read the King James version, or yeah. perhaps they've, <laughs> and and that that'll. And sometimes you'll see a Jesus portrayal, and 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 then Jesus is talking in King James English, as I mentioned before, and and it does distance you from uh, the 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 humanity of the people. Uh, and that's not to say I don't love King James English. I'm just saying that w- w- you have to sometimes get past that to remember that. Yeah, they weren't walking around quoting scripture all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually had lives and spoke like normal human beings. And uh, and so, when you remind people of that, uh, that that again takes people that takes these these uh, real people down from the stained glass windows 
and uh, and hopefully into your home and and recognizing that uh, this is real and I, I I can I can understand this. Listeners need to understand that this this isn't just a Dallas thing. I mean, this was funded by it's a crowdfunding effort here that everybody came together to make this even possible. Yeah, when you when you watch it on the CW. Uh, like any other t- uh, TV show, it's easy to forget, or especially if you didn't know, that uh, season one was crowdfunded uh, for $10 million from 16,000 people all over the world, shattering the all-time uh, media crowdfunding record, um, be- but, but based on a short film I did for my church's Christmas Eve service on my friend's farm in Illinois, 20 minutes from my house. I did, I did this short film about the birth of Christ, and, uh, and, and, it, and it went viral. And at the end of it, I said, hey, looking to do a TV show. And uh, c- kind of in this vein where you see the stories through different perspectives and, uh, and, and people just responded uh, to, to, to record-breaking degrees. And, uh, and since then, uh, the show has been free. We decided uh, dur- after season one, when uh, people were having a hard time finding it and we, yeah. we ended up putting it on YouTube in a live stream and, and just said, all right, it's free. You can, you can pay for it if you choose. And if not, you don't have to. And, uh, and the show exploded at that point. And, uh, and now that it's on the CW and people turn it on, they're like, well, this feels like a normal show. Yeah, it, has, it hasn't. It hasn't been funded like a normal show. I'll say that. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is, is that you've raised the bar on faith-based productions because, I mean, there for a long time they had kind of a running theme, but this really takes it to a new level of play. Sitting there writing or directing, thinking, all right, how do I make this better than normal Christian stuff? Or how do I make this feel different? Now, now, now you're no longer thinking about just making a good TV show. You're thinking about how to please the audience. Uh, the most you can, and, and I and I think that would be the wrong thing for the show. That, that that now, how did you gain the confidence to get into that mode of thinking? Because I mean, that doesn't just happen overnight. You that that's a lot of soul searching. Yes, a soul searching. That's the result of failure. Um, uh, you know, we we say often that this show was birthed from failure. Uh, back in 2017, I had my biggest career failure and one of the worst moments of my life when the movie that I had uh, been so passionate about. Uh, got released nationally. I was working with big Hollywood production companies, big Hollywood producers, and it totally bombed. And I thought I would never make another movie or TV show again. And what happened was, um, uh, God met me there, yeah. and um, and and I and I truly, for the first time in my life, was willing to make to never make another project if that's what God wanted. I was willing to do that. And what happens is when you truly surrender and when you truly say, okay as long as I am doing what you want me to do, and as long as I'm just focused on, we talk about this a lot, my loaves and two fish, my, you know, from the story from the Bible, my, I'm responsible for five loaves and two fish. The multiplication isn't up to me. <laughs> when you truly believe that, it becomes a superpower. Oh my and God, I love I that story. Genuinely, yeah, I genuinely don't care about the the criticism, and I genuinely don't believe the the the, the highest amount of praise. I, and so, when you're writing and directing and thinking, I'm not going to try to avoid criticism, and I'm not going to try to gain praise. I'm simply going to try to make the best show that I can that yeah. honors the character and intention of Jesus in the Gospels. Then that my job is done when that takes place. Uh, it really, it really. Do, you talk about the confidence. That's where the confidence comes from. Have you had that conversation with God yet in the way that it's like, okay, put it in a language that all people will listen to. They'll, they'll feel your, my energy when it moves through you to them. Sure. And, and, and absolutely. Although I, you know, I, I do confess it w- w- wasn't that explicit, <laughs> but, but yes, my, my confidence 
comes from the fact that when I was in Israel, I was actually in Magdala, Mary Magdalene's birthplace. And it's one of the few times in my life where I felt like I was hearing from God explicitly, not just in, in God's word. And, uh, and so I was, I was at a, at a synagogue that they'd uncovered that was 2000 years old. And, uh, and, and, and I just felt like God putting it on my heart so powerfully and clearly, um, you know, I, I, I uh, this this is the story of my people this is the story of my followers and i'm not going to let you screw it up yeah <laughs> and uh, and that's where again some of that confidence comes from it's it's overwhelming at times when you think boy i feel like god's handed me the keys to this uh, story uh, to, to to share uh, through audio and visual means to the world obviously it's not a replacement for the bible never will be right but uh, but 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 my goodness, uh, that that's a that's a huge weight to carry. But then you every time, so often, I can't tell you Errol, how many times I have I have just seen it over and over that uh, that sometimes I I'm, my own instincts might get in the way, um, or my own ego or my own uh, decision making that 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 uh, might have been wrong, and uh, God does something to to take that away from me or to, to, to overrule me mm-hmm. and, and something else comes along in the storytelling or in a casting decision or in a production decision or whatever. And it's so much better than I would have done. And I'm like, yeah, that, I do believe that's what he told me five years ago is that, uh, that he wasn't going to let me screw this up. And I'm sure you've had the same moments that I have where it feels like that nothing is going right in the production. I mean, even even pre-production, post-production, during the writing, and all of a sudden you just go, okay, God, I don't know what you want me to do here today, but I, I'm trying, but, but maybe I'm trying too hard. You show me the way, and, and I'll be the student. That's beautifully said. My my wife uh, refers to these as Red Sea moments. This has happened <laughs> no, no fewer than 50 times, which is you get to the red, edge of the Red Sea. And uh, this is the story from the Bible where the, the Israelites were escaping Egypt. And they get to the edge of the Red Sea. There's nowhere to go, and the Egyptians are chasing them down. And there's literally no path forward until God says, all right, Moses, strike the rock, and the, the waves, uh, the, 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 the water will part, and you can walk through it. And um, th- that we call those Red Sea moments where you where you get comfortable in that spot, knowing, all right, there's literally nothing more I can do. There's only one way to go. And that way is currently a huge body of water that I can't get through. OK, God, you know, I, I believe you got me here. I, I, I'm trusting you got me here and uh, and I'm going to I'm going to wait. And so when the waters part, I'll know it's you, not me. Wow. Wow. And the goal, number one goal is to never contradict the real story. I love your strength when I hear that. Yeah. I mean, uh, may God have mercy on my soul if I'm ever contradicting the character and intentions of Jesus in the Gospels. Now, to be clear, there are many people who will believe and who already believe that I've done that because there are 9,000 different perspectives uh, and, and denominations and all that on this story. But uh, but what we've seen is because of our Bible consultants and people of of multiple denominations who've not only seen it but have even have even given advice on it, and uh, and and I, and I do believe, and and my wife, you know, who's who's with, in this journey with me, that, uh, that so far and may may this always be the case that we are indeed honoring, and uh, and 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 putting a spotlight on uh, these great stories in a in a in a. In a, in a way that honors God and honors the character and intentions, and uh, and 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 may I may I never be swayed or may I never lose that goal uh, based on anything other than that. Meaning I don't want to ever be uh, wooed by uh, the 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 success of the show or the desire to please. Um, 
that, that that'll cripple it. I would love to watch people be part of a focus group of some type to to watch how people would react to the Lazarus story because a lot of people don't know that and I think that there's there's so much powerful messages or so many powerful messages in that story of Lazarus. Well, you'll you'll uh, you'll see it in season four. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, we're we're working on that now. We film we finished filming season four a couple months ago, and uh, I'm I'm actually talking to you on Los Angeles right now. Uh, where uh, much earlier than I normally get up, uh, because uh, we're we just finished the post production of episodes one through four of season four. Four more episodes to go, and uh, yeah, you're, we're we're going to see Lazarus like we do in season three. Lazarus is introduced in season three, yeah. and again, just I'll make this I'll make this very quick. But this is to the point that you brought up earlier of the humanization of these people. Is uh, we introduce you to Lazarus well before Jesus goes to Bethany. And, and and after hearing that Lazarus died. Yeah. And in this season, in season four, that's that's going to be coming up in, in 2024, um, you, you also uh, get to know Lazarus more. So it's not like the first time we meet Lazarus is uh, as, as, as after his death, um, where, which is, of course, in the Bible, beautiful and a wonderful, wonderful moments in the Bible. But uh, if you don't have any connection to him and you've never met him before and you don't know any of the backstory, uh, then... Um, it, it maybe d- might not have quite as much emotional resonance, even if it has spiritual resonance. And the emotional resonance, I think, is a key part of this where it can help you go, oh, my goodness. OK, Jesus, that's why Jesus wept. Mm-hmm. That's why um, this story uh, changed the world, because it, it, it fast tracked the, uh, the death of Jesus. You know, it's it's this is the thing. Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Spoiler alert uh, is that. (laughs) So if anyone needs Lazarus in the show, you do need to know he will die and rise again. But uh, but leaving that aside, um, this is what set off the series of events that took place in about a week. Wow. um, That that led to Jesus's uh, crucifixion, because the religious leaders were like, "Okay, we're uncomfortable with this guy. We haven't liked it. Okay, now he just raised someone from the dead, or at least that's what people are claiming. And now he's got more followers than ever. We got to put a stop to this. See, my heart has always been on the compassion of Jesus in that moment because he was being judged. Why did it take him three days to go to Lazarus? You know, and and because I mean, everybody was was against Jesus because they felt he was taking his time. And it's all based on how much faith do you have? I, I said I would yeah. be there. I said I would be there. Yeah, John, that's that's good. Uh, John eleven thirty five, the shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept, and people have often thought, oh, okay, so why did Jesus weep? And the the traditional thought is, well, he wept because his friend was dead. Yeah. Well, that that doesn't make any sense because Jesus knew he was about to raise him. He wasn't weeping because his friend was dead. He was weeping partially because he soon would be. He was weeping also because uh, the the people around him weren't getting it. And that included his followers. They weren't getting his mission. He was telling them what was going to happen. They weren't quite understanding. The fact that he had to do this, that he had to allow Lazarus die, to die, because as Lazarus' sisters were saying, if you would have been here, yep, yep. you wouldn't have died. Yep. And he says, and he says, I have to do this so that you can see God's glory, so that you can you can see uh, what, what God is capable of, and, and you can see him his hand in this, and you can see my hand in this, and and that broke his heart that that that, that he had to do that 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 he he if, he wished that humanity could just understand his salvation understand who he was from the beginning but he, not only did he have to allow Lazarus to die so that they could see a miracle he had to die himself as well and all yeah. of that was coming 
crashing down on him all at once. Oh, Dallas, I could talk to you all day. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> uh, congratulations on The Chosen. I'll say that 10 million times over and over again. But thank you so much for taking the time to say yes to the calling that Christ has planted inside your heart. Oh, well, that means a lot. Thank you. And and uh, yeah, I do hope that even those uh, the, to the listener who hasn't seen it yet, it's very it's now very, very easy to find. It's, you know, it's on the CW every Sunday night, but it's also uh, you can find it on multiple uh, streaming platforms. And and, uh, and, and, and and this is this is an opportunity to see a show uh, that uh, that might change the way you see history. Absolutely. Well, you be brilliant today. OK, sir. Oh, well, that's a good, uh, I'll, I'll do my best. I, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks.